0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 16 of Track Talk Podcast. We are your hosts, Emma and Hannah. Full transparency, I was going to do the entire opening bit in Italian, and at the last minute, I forgot my words. So. Try, try. <laughs> <laughs> oh. try, try now, try now. Oh, I have it written down. Do you actually have it written down? You were just like so prepared for this. Full transparency, Hannah doesn't actually speak full Italian. No, I understand. I so, don't speak. So, tell us if she's wrong. Benvenuto, tornell podcast, track talk, con Emma e Hanna. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, a Formula Uno podcast. That's what they say in Italy. Um, Formula Uno? Formula Uno. Interesting. Yeah, I went full Italian for the past two weeks, so I was going to do my intern Italian. I'm back. We're back. Thank god. I'm, we might talk for two hours. <laughs> we'll try not to. <laughs> No, last week was embarrassing. I was like, I don't know how Hannah does an intro. I actually have a few outtakes of me just being like, I literally don't remember what she says. (laughs) Well, I think you did fantastic in your solo episode. I listened to it in the car on our way to Rome. You did great. The interview with Vika was great. Your track stats was good. (laughs) It had more. It was more historical than I usually am. The not, one thing is, you just right. like totally forgot to talk about like last year's race. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I realized that after I was like editing, and I was like, Max won last year, and uh, I didn't yeah. talk about it. It's all good. I mean, Max got pole last year. Max won last year. It's like Max got pole this year. Max, Max got pole this year. year. Won this year. What else are we gonna say at this point? Nothing. You know? Anyways, we're, I'm so happy to be back. I feel like I had incredible FOMO while I was gone, partly because Emma was in Austin without me. Yeah, um, not my fault. No, it's not, it's not. I was having a social media break at the time. And by social media break, I mean- you were on social media. Well, you were- my first four days I was not. That's fair, I guess. So just little quick Italy um, roundup. My The reason that we went to Italy was to visit my grandfather, my nonno, his hometown. Um, and to have a little funeral service for him there. And I, he always talked about living, like they had farmland. They were like rich olive farmers. So they, I I knew they had all this farmland. And then he used to talk about swimming all the time, like in the sea. So I thought that he like had this beautiful property, like near the, near the sea. Mm No, he lived on the top of a mountain. (laughs) Like, I'm not kidding. You get up for coffee and look down and you're looking down at clouds. (laughs) I was like, where the hell am I? We only had Wi-Fi at the pub. Okay, so this is the other thing. They don't have Airbnbs. No one visits this town because it's a mountain town. So we had, not an Airbnb, we had a bed and breakfast that we were staying at. And in the room my sister and I had, we didn't have Wi-Fi. She turned her cellular data on to use her. Yeah, so she was paying like $15 a day to use her data. I was thinking about it. I used it only one day while I was gone, but... There was no service because you're on top of the mountain. So I'm like, why am I paying $15 to not even have service? So I only really had Wi-Fi when I was at the pub, which is where we had cappuccino and and breakfast in the morning. We went there for dinner like twice. So I had Wi-Fi while I was there. Otherwise, I'm calling out my social media cleanse because I quite literally checked my phone maybe once or twice a day. But when you were on your phone, like Hannah, you're posting TikToks. You guys. Like on her personal account and like, which is a huge thing. Because like Hannah doesn't do that no when we first started this podcast she was like i'm shy i'm not gonna do anything like this is all on you but she's coming out of her show and you guys you can't see that when you're listening but i see it as a co-host and i'm just so happy and i love it and my sister sees it too i was gonna say let the record show that emma's twin sister sam is proud of me specifically not, not me i texted her <laughs> and i was like hey we had a thousand followers on instagram she's like proud of you also so proud of hannah and i was like okay i'm I'm slum. I'm nothing. I'm nothing. (laughs) No, I fully give you credit for the TikTok personality that I am about to become because I'm addicted now. (laughs) I love that. I was trying to make a TikTok every day while I was gone. Just like we did so much. So I wanted to document it all. I was pretty good. Like for my first four days, obviously I couldn't, there was nothing really going on there. I picked up speed and, uh, they're not really, you know, doing all that well, but I'm making them (laughs) and I give Emma full credit because she's the one who taught me like- how to use TikTok and by how to use TikTok I mean like the most basic. basic things like turn on the, the noise um the noise what do you call it noise reducer oh when you put like a sound on the back of it yeah I just, just, just didn't know how to do any of this you're doing great I'm trying proud of you I'm going to try to film a couple more things like what I bought in Italy I still want to make a hat video because I have had a couple people reach out have saying, you showed like, how, did you show the hat that you got No, this is the other thing. I I have two new hats from Italy that I'd love to show people. So that'll be in like what I bought. Okay. Anyways, this is like a new era for me. I'm proud of it. I love it. I'm here (laughs) for it. That makes me so happy. I'm not wearing my new hat today just because it's our home Grand Prix. Oh my gosh. The Canadian Grand Prix. The Canadian Grand Prix. The Lance Stroll Grand Prix. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Emma texted me this week and said... No, you, no. Okay, you wait. said I know, wait. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna <laughs> say. I said I'm not a Ferrari fan this week. Ferrari who? I only care about Lance. I'm only a Lance girly. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like you mean like all the time? Like, yeah. like just Just like you in general now? Or what? But In general now. <laughs> I think I think Lance is just my number one at this point. I think Lance is your number one too. <sighs> sorry charles i'll take that on (laughs) it's fine by me clearly as girls we get hate if we like charles so do you want to give a rundown of what happened this week we'll get into the grand prix don't worry this is just us kind of catching you guys up with what's been going on so one of our tiktoks no it wasn't even a tiktok it was a reel yeah one of our instagram reels blew up on instagram the video that we had posted about enzo leclerc the Mm. older brother being um it was just about him. and like, just we like, like, does he cart? Did he ever cart? Now he yeah. manages Arthur and Charles. We yeah. found out. I actually don't know if he manages Arthur. People were saying he doesn't. Or manages I don't Charles. think he manages Charles. But I think he manages Arthur. Yes. And he used to cart, but never continued. He also is the half-brother of Charles yeah. and Arthur. We learned a whole lot when we posted that video. But then that blew up on Instagram, like a week or so after it blew up on TikTok. And then there was a comment from this one person <laughs> Okay, we got a comment saying, "Ah yes, F1 fangirls talking about Leclerc. What a surprise! Didn't expect it at all." And I was like, "No, this is not. This is not how we're going to do things here on Instagram." Mm-hmm. So I responded back and I said, "We talk about all the drivers and other forms of motorsport on our podcast, not just Formula One. If you just so happen to come across this one Leclerc video on your Explore page, a page based off your recommended interests, it seems as though your Instagram algorithm believes that you are also a Leclerc fan. <laughs> in which case, hi, a little waving emoji." And then I said, if you just came to comment on this video to make us feel bad about talking about a driver, please ask yourself why that is. Yes, we are girls. Yes, we enjoy talking about aspects of motorsport. If you have a problem with that, I suggest not interacting with the video. And he apologized. He responded back and was like, oh, like I'm sorry. Humor aside, I took my joke too far. It was unnecessary. I jumped to conclusion. I'm sorry. Like So he apologized in the comments, which was very nice. But yeah, don't don't come at us because we're girls or because we like Charles. I don't even like Charles anymore. I like Lance. <laughs> Let's talk about the grand prix <laughs> this is the longest intro what do we got i found there was so much history at this track the first race to finish under safety car was in 99 uh with kimmy and it was also the first they like introduced a safety car 50 years ago at the canadian grand prix not in toronto or i mean not in montreal because they used to race like just outside toronto mm-hmm. but at the canadian grand prix and like first time winners here canada's just got a lot of history mm-hmm. which i love yeah I kinda of was hoping for like something exciting to happen but nothing like more like a new driver to win or like all we got. I think we all were. All we got was a hundredth win for Red Bull. Which yeah. I mean is exciting, I guess. And Max tied um Ayrton Senna. Forty one Forty one wins, yeah. Way to go. Good yeah. job, Max. It's pretty cool. I mean it's, it's a, cool a milestone. Kate, do you think Max gets bored? Yeah. I think Max is getting bored these days. Did you see today on the race when he hit that curb? He hit that curb and he's like, man, I almost knocked myself out. I was like, sir, did you fall asleep at the wheel? Like, oh is that God. what happened right now? Really, Max? Like, also just like, he's having fun with it. Even in his interviews, yeah, He was like, yeah, like, we did well today. We'll try it hard tomorrow. It's I like, hope we'll win. So like, 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 you were quite literally in the lead. It. Like, you're good. Yeah. You know who's not good? Checo? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Checo is losing his spot right now. I don't, okay, if any other driver at Red Bull was performing this bad, they'd be out. And, and I know that we are new fans, but it's not hard to see the pattern. Yeah. And I've talked to older fans about this, and they've all said, what is Checo doing? Why is he still in the car? Why haven't they, like, switched him out with an Alphatari driver? Just just to be like, hey, what the fuck That's are you exactly doing? That's exactly it. Like, I, so, like, we know that NHL hockey is my other love. If there is yeah. We're, she's wearing a hockey hat right now. I am, but it's only because it's Canada. Anyways, um, if a player is underperforming, they get benched or they get scratched. They and, don't play. And they have a replacement. And they have someone else come in for them. Why in F1 are we not like that? Would be make for so much more of an interesting season if Checo gets benched. Bench Checo. Oh my god. Bench Checo, put Danny Rick in. Oh my god, did you did you You wouldn't have heard because we don't have ESPN. But Danny Rick, how he was doing that um, alternate commentating thing with Will. Will Arnett. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Danny Rick, he said, I need to find it. What did he say? He said, when I get behind the wheel next year, I will be a completely different version of myself. He said, when, not Not if. (laughs) He said, when I get behind the wheel. Well, I'll tell you. When that gets announced, I will be a different person. I will also be a completely different person. I hope it happens this year. I don't understand what Checo's doing. Also, okay, if Max had qualified so low, not made it into Q2, he would have worked his way through the grid. That's it. He just would have worked his way through the grid. Because the car allows for it. What is Checo doing? What's Checo doing? It's the same car. I know. We had someone ask us, I don't know if you ever saw that message. Someone asked us if they have the same car. Yeah, I did. Yeah, And I said, yes. Like, obviously there's some modifications based off like driver height and like. And like what their preferences are yeah. too. Yeah. But they're the same car. Yeah. Checo and Max are quite literally driving the exact same car. Is it an illegal car? We still don't know. <laughs> but why is he underperforming? Because he's a good driver. And so the last two weeks, he had the, let's say, excuse of it was a crash that caused him not to, you know, get through into qualifying. But it was driver error. Yes, the crashes were driver error. But this week, it was just pure... Him. There was no crash. He sucked. There was no nothing that specifically caused this to happen. And it was all him. And it started in Mm quali. And it just carried through to the race. Like, what the hell was he doing today? When your teammate is going fastest on the grid, I, I don't understand how you can't even make it into Q1. And both McLarens made it into Q1 again. And we'll get to McLaren. I have lots to say. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. But Checo... Checo needs a... He needs, like, a shakeup, He needs something to happen. And obviously, we don't know what's going on in the garage. mm -mm. But he needs a wake-up call. Christian needs to do something because he can't continue like this. And at first, we were kind of like, oh, okay, good. You know, Checo crashes out in Monaco. That's fine because it makes Christian's decision easier for him on, like, which driver to favor. Because at that point, they were still so close Mm -hmm. in the driver's standings. At this point, it's like... Okay, we're going to lose the constructors because other teams are more consistent, like Mercedes right now, Mm -hmm. are more consistent with their drivers. If Checo is finishing frickin' tenth and Max is finishing first, you're still gonna lose your constructors. There was a someone I don't I wish I knew who it was, but they someone posted a graph of like just the difference between driver pairings and like Ferrari and Mercedes and I think it was McLaren were the the three teams that had the, like, least amount of difference between driver points, like, throughout the mm-hmm. last few races, mm-hmm. whereas, like, Red Bull, Max is, is way, like, yeah, he's obviously Max is the best driver right now on the grid, but the difference between him and Checo is insane for the Red Bull. Yeah, as of right now, Red Bull is still in the lead in the constructor standings by quite a bit. They have 321 points. Mercedes has the next at 167, but the difference is Mercedes is getting better every week. Mm-hmm. And Checo is getting worse every week. So, we really are only, what, seven races into this year? Yeah. Like, so, we're not even halfway done There yet. is lots of time for another team. Even Aston Martin, they're up there, too. They have 154 points. If these teams have just, like, more consistent performances from the drivers, as much as we regular and Ferrari, them, too. They The two always finish in the points. Mm-hmm. As long as there is consistency... Then Constructors could be a close race this year. And I would love to see that. I would also love to see that. Like, we're not going to get a, a someone fighting Max at this point. No. But we saw that there was, a, like, a bit of a fight between Lewis and Fernando. You know, the commentators were like, fight for a second. You know, it's going to be a battle. But then it just, like, switched to what Lando was doing because he was carrying the race on his back yeah. for, like, the last 12 laps. Yeah. Hey, I will say... There was two retirements today. One came in, like, the first couple laps. Like, it was Logan. Logan. Um, Poor guy. This had the... It had the bones to be a boring race. This was such a good race to watch. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every I did. Lap. I'm not going to lie. I did close my eyes between lap 32 and 36, and that was the K-Megs and Nick DeVries. Oh. So I, re- I, re- I re-rounded it to watch what happened. What yeah. the fuck happened? Uh- they both were like, we're off. We're going we're off. Just, we're just going gonna, off together. We're just, we're just going to sit here for a second. We're, if I'm going off, you're coming with me. That's exactly then, what it was. I just thought it was so funny because, like, obviously, K, like, K-Megs just was blocking him. And yep. Nick couldn't do anything. And K-Megs was just just sitting there. Just sitting there. block Like, just for and a few And when they rejoined the grid, they were still fighting each other. But yeah. they were 45 seconds behind the next car. Yeah. Like, this is hilarious right now. Let's just, we'll go back to qualifying. Well, we we're, were talking about say? K-Megs, so I was going to just, I called this. Oh, Nico Halkenberg. Yes. Yeah. I called this. Mm-hmm. This is not the first time that I've had a hot take that ended up being kind of right. I don't think it was that hot of a take. <laughs> it was a, it was a it good was, observation. It was a, it was a good observation. It was a call out because I think anyone, like I said uh, a couple weeks ago, anyone would have thought that k Meggs would be the number one Haas driver this year. Also, do we say Haas wrong? Oh my God. Do we say Haas wrong? Can someone tell us if we say it wrong? I'm like 98% sure we say it right. His name is Gene Haas. Haas. He's also... American, which right. if there's any other country besides the U.S. that's gonna sound like the American way to say it, it's Canadians. Right, Haas. it's Haas, Gene Haas. Okay, so how did the person in our comments was like you're saying it wrong? It's and they try, but they they put O's. It's, it's, it's like, like Haas. Hoos. I was I like, it's not Hoos. It's like like, <laughs> like they were like it's Ha Haas. I'm I'm like how Gunther Steiner says it. He's German. Isn't he German? <laughs> He's German. Like, <laughs> we're obviously not going to sound like... <laughs> this is so funny because me being a speech student, when I do my homework, I'm always sitting in my room being like, ah, 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 like, sounding my like making different vowel sounds. And I'm like, that's exactly what we were just doing right now. If we say it wrong, let us know. I'm pretty sure Gene Haas would tell us we say it right. Yeah. Maybe we put too much emphasis on the S. Haas. 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 I don't know. We are moving on. I just had said I had expected K-Megs to be Haas's number one driver this year. And I had said a couple weeks ago, Nico was definitely making a push for that number one spot. This week, I've never seen a quality performance between him and Alex Albon from a team that you don't expect it from. They made quality this week. I think... Alex, it was, I think it was Alex and James, like the team principal making the decision to send Alex out on softs before the rain got too difficult or rain got too heavy, I guess. And Alex was not only set the fastest lap, set it again in what, Q2, I think it was Q2. And I was like, I love this man, King Behavior. And then he went and had a King Behavior race, like absolutely amazing. And then when they showed the, the graphic of track dominance. And it was just Alex. It was Alex on every straight and Max in the corners. Yeah. So, I love I don't know what the Williams are doing but I love it. I, love I it. would like to say Mr. Alex Albon needs a better car. Get this man in a better car. Okay? Red Bull that th- the whole thing with Red Bull happened 3 years ago now. He has learned. He's more experienced, mm-hmm. he's a better driver. I don't, well, I don't want him to go back to Red Bull. No, not necessarily, but I think that that experiment going "quote unquote" wrong has Painted his kind reputation. of reputation around the, the grid. And I don't necessarily think I want him to go back to Red Bull either. But he needs a better car. You know what? Put him in Ferrari. And get rid of Carlos. He is... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like Carlos at Ferrari. Okay, hold on. We're not going there yet. Okay. <laughs> Continue about Alex. He this He's too talented. Mm-hmm. He needs a better car. And he just continues to prove that. Yes, it's only his second finish in the points today. But... But he kept he, George Russell behind yes. him. Yeah. He he had a defensive race. He put up fast lap times in quali. He stri- strategically knew what to do, which is some, It's half the battle. Yeah. Obviously, we see it, Ferrari, when you don't have strategy, even though your racers are fast, nothing happens. So, I don't know, man. I'm just saying Alex needs a better team next year. I am full. I'll take, like... I don't think his contract's up this year. I think it's up 2024. Shit. I think a lot of the drivers, except Lewis, is up twenty twenty four. I just – he deserves it. He does. I mean, he's an incredible driver. Yeah. I think it's unfortunate that he's at Williams, but I think he's able to – I think it's good for him because he's with a team that, like, trusts him, whereas Bull yeah. didn't. That's so true. And it, it's giving him confidence. Yeah. And you can tell he's driving with confidence these days. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It was actually the same thing with George. George knew that Williams was going to be his number one – And put him first and give him what he needed to be successful. And that is exactly what happened. And then he got his promotion. So maybe this is what Alex needs. I'm just saying, this man is doing so well. He's impressing everyone on the grid. He's driver of the day today. So well-deserved. He's got a hot girlfriend. Give him him everything in the world. Give him a winning car. Um, I just want to talk about George real fast. We're kind of all over the place, but we always are. George had said last week that there were three drivers on the grid that you wouldn't want to race with because they just don't have any spatial awareness. And he is the only driver that crashed into the wall at the race. I would say George doesn't really have great spatial awareness. Well, that's the thing. And we put in our story, we're like, we were like, okay, who do you think these drivers are? Or because we just put a a just general question, like, who do you think these drivers are that he's talking about that don't have the spatial awareness? Everyone was like, him. If I had to if I Okay, if I was George and if I was, like, these three drivers, I would say he's talking about Max, <sighs> Fernando, and I think probably Pierre. That is such a hot take. I think so. I think those are the three drivers that he would be complaining about. Wow. Okay. I just expect it to be rookies. But they the rookies, they're at the back. They're not worried about anyone. I suppose it should be people that he's, like, racing against. Yeah. I don't know. That was... The whole thing was very weird. George needs to be reminded that he put a hole in his side pod mm-hmm. trying to overtake mm-hmm. I will it. say I will say very impressed that he was able to go from p20 up to p9 so like I mean the way he could the way he worked through the grid obviously he knows what he's doing in the Mercedes I think Mercedes is a good team for him and he is a good driver I think that he's also a driver that has some issues and he just does not want to admit it I mean we talked about this last week and lots of people agreed with me when I said that I love him outside of the car and inside the car he drives me insane. If George is going from P20 to P9, I'm happy. I have no problem with that. I I like to see him succeed. I it's just the extracurriculars that I just can't handle. And when I talked about that on a couple podcasts ago when I said I'm having an issue with George in the car, that's what I mean. It's not necessarily his driving abilities, it's this whining and complaining And lack of spatial awareness. Not taking accountability. no accountability. And that's, like, that's it. That's where it just gets frustrating. Because then you will see drivers who do take accountability. Like, I feel like Lando's a good example. If he does something wrong, he'll admit it. And a lot of drivers are like this, though. And we do get comments like that saying, like, well, all drivers don't. Like, all drivers are just like that. To some extent, yes. But I think we see it the most with George. We definitely see it the most with George. And that could just be, like, a media thing. Maybe it's just a British thing. Could be a British thing. (laughs) but No, because we don't see it with Lando. I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's go back to quality. Um We kind of mentioned Nico Hulkenberg, Him getting P2, like, not the driver that I would expect to start second on the grid. So I was very bummed about his penalty. Yeah, Pushing too. him back to fifth. But, you know, we've said this. It's like day one. They have really good one lap pace. And then that's it. That's quite literally it. I mean, even Haas finishing or starting fifth is pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I just want to point out that this is not going to be a regular occurrence. Usually, when it's nice out, when it's a regular not raining weekend, there's always track evolution. And that's just because it's warm out, they're driving, they're, you know, they're forming their racing line. And when it rains, that goes away. So instead of their lap times getting better and better, their lap times are just going to get worse with more rain. So Nico's timing was just perfect and it just lined him up for a second. And then it it was a red flag, wasn't it? And then it stopped. I don't actually know. Yeah. So I don't think we'll see a Haas in the starting grid, like, at the top row of the starting grid anytime soon. But we did say, though, because we talked about K-Megs starting first for the sprint race. And we did say that we would have loved to have seen that not happen during a sprint weekend. Mm-hmm. And I I think we saw it. What we expected to happen fully happened. Yeah. Like, he just dropped back. Yeah. Everything that happens for Haas that is good, though, makes me happy. Yeah. Because it means, like, winter... Stays and that he doesn't have to answer to Gene yeah. because everyone knows that when he answers his phone and he says, Hey, Gene, it's like it's never good. No, so I think <laughs> you know, just good vibes this weekend yeah. for Haas. I think, and I think they can be proud with that P5, even though there was a penalty. Not the only penalty we saw, holy cow! Um, <laughs> there were so many grid penalties, There's so much impeding during qualifying. Uh, Carlos impeded. Okay, Yuki impeded on Carlos, Carlos impeded on Pierre. I don't know who Lance impeded on, but he did something or maybe it wasn't impeding. I don't actually know what Lance did. He was supposed to start 12th or 13th, and he ended up starting 16th. Okay. I, th- I think he was supposed to start 13th. Him and Yuki both got three places, and then Carlos was three places, and Pierre was pissed. Pierre was absolutely Pierre was so pissed. Pierre was I mean, I get it. Like, obviously, you're going to be pissed, but I think that he reacted. Pierre kind of gave me the ick when this happened. <laughs> he was just... He was obviously, like, dramatic. Yes, it's its shitty that your lap time is ruined. But he went and made, like... He, like, almost embarrassed himself, yeah. like, how much he was complaining about what happened. Like, and also, he was the same driver that got two grid penalties that last That's race. That's precisely my point, is... Like, you're such a hypocrite, yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Like, you're the one that had to go back six places at the last race or maybe the race before and you're gonna go and make the biggest deal and say he needs a race ban like it was he literally said he was like you need a race ban like he shouldn't he shouldn't be racing like what the hell is that and like literally so dramatic and i'm I'm just like pierre look in the mirror that's it just look in the mirror yeah i'm so with you he was annoying me because i'm like how can you be so self-unaware that you don't realize you did this two times last week i think that's on his like PR person, I feel like she, or I think it's, I think it's a, a girl that works with Pierre for, like, the PR and, like, media stuff. Okay. I think she should have maybe not let Pierre say those things in front of the camera, maybe, like, reminded him, hey, you did do this, like, last race. Yeah. So, unfortunate for Pierre. Okay, I was thinking, because obviously when a driver impedes, they get a three-place grip penalty. Yeah. But that usually isn't decided until after yeah. qualifying. Yes. What if i'm not the fia but what if they switch places so whatever carlos ended up finishing with him and pierre would switch realistically like yeah carlos gets a three-place grid penalty but pierre still gets a shit out of the stick same with lando and charles and monaco like lando still started from 10th even though charles had the three-place grid penalty like what if do you know know exactly what you're saying because i think it would be entertaining to see if the drivers had to like Literally swap. Be like, yeah. you ruined his qualifying. Yeah. And now... Because Carlos still got to go and... Yes. Go to Q2, yes. go to Q1, even yeah. though he ruined his lap. Yeah. I'm totally with you because I don't feel like the punishment is... Fair. Fair. Because the person who impedes gets the penalty, but the person who was impeded on doesn't have any... Nothing happens to no, them. There's no advantage. There's no advantage for them. When it was really their lap time that was ruined. Yeah. I'm totally with you on this. I know this would, that would never happen. We're not the FAA. I this just... is now the second rule we have made up. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's a good one. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. I would love to see it. I'm with you. Oh, do you see this in my note? For the weekend, I do not care about Charles or Ferrari. I simply only care about Lance. And that's, I think, just going to be my slogan for the rest of the season. I was wondering if he was going to have a girlfriend reveal this weekend. Lance? Yeah. Honestly, I thought he was going to. But... Wait, no, talk about his media availability, or lack thereof. Oh my god, in the press conference? Yes. He, I was so mad about that. I know, that. that's why. I. Have the- uh, <sighs> I don't understand how it's quite literally his home Grand Prix, he is the only Canadian on the grid, and you're not going to put him in the press conference? And I know that there's like this, there's format that they have to do, they can't have the same drivers every week, but like, come on. It's their home race. And I don't care if you're not a Lance Stroll fan. I just think any home driver should have a spot at the press conference at their home race. So again, sorry for those who are new to F1, there's only 10 drivers out of 20 that get a spot during a press conference. The other 10 drivers go to the media pen. And yes, you can still listen to... Um, The questions like what they say, but the press conference itself is it's like it's hosted and it's it's more structured and like that's what people pay attention to. So like the fact that they didn't give Lance an opportunity to talk about his home race at his home race. What the heck? Like, I and so I'm like, okay, was that on his doing? Like, did he ask for that? Because we also know that Lance doesn't like being in the media. So that was where I was gonna go with it. I totally think that this solidifies our theory that he does not have media availability in his contract. That was another thing I wanted to mention. Aston Martin, one of their main partners, sponsors, whatever, is TikTok. And we see Fernando on TikTok all the time. Like he has an account, he is always in Aston Martin's account. Lance, never. Which goes to show that, yes, he does not have these media obligations in his contract because daddy owns the team. But I think that Aston Martin is just screwing themselves over because don't you want to build a better brand, you know, like quote unquote brand for the fans? Like, don't you want the fans to see your drivers, see the team? Like, and Fernando will like interact on TikTok too. Like he'll respond to comments. He'll like comments. Like this is why people like Fernando this year is because he's interacting with the fans. He's showing that he's not just a villain. Whereas Lance, not, okay, not a villain. Oh my God, not a villain. I'm just going to cut myself off right there. But Lance isn't trying. And I think Aston Martin is just screwing themselves over by not forcing Lance to have more of a media presence. That's it. That's all. Can I say something? I still love him. I just yeah, want to make that very clear. I was going to say, I feel like you were talking yourself out of loving him. No, um, the I other still to say. I don't like Lance. Oh, Just like you don't like Carlos, I don't like Lance. This is the first I've heard this. I know. Because I haven't said anything. He doesn't do anything for me to like him. I think the first episode I was like, I don't like Carlos. I made that very clear. I just, I can't get behind. I don't like Carlos at Ferrari. Again, Carlos, fine driver, not at Ferrari. But you just don't like Lance? Like, okay, think about it. Will Lance have a spot in Formula One forever? (sighs) No. No, I don't think so. I don't think... That means Lawrence sells the team then. Or Lawrence decides between winning constructors and having his son love him. <laughs> I I don't see a world where Lawrence can own Aston Martin and not have Lance as a driver. And I it's we're not to get into the whole Nepo baby argument—is that how you pronounce it? I say Nepo baby. Oh no, it's definitely Nepo. I know it's Nepo, okay. but Nepo baby <laughs> sounds better. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I can't get behind the like he has a spot because his dad because owns his dad owns the mm-hmm. team, and that's a hundred. That is a hundred percent why he has a spot, and he is a good driver. But, he's but you not see what Fernando is yes. doing with the Aston Martin this year? Yeah, and you then it's a direct. Look at Lance. Yeah. This this car is performing. This team should be higher in the constructors. What's Lance doing? What is Lance doing? Yeah. And then there's the media thing. These drivers quite literally have to advertise like Fernando's doing, like you said. He is like advertising for himself. Mm-hmm. He's creating a brand for himself. Like, yes, the older um F1 population knows so much about him because he's a two-time world champion but people who are our age never watched those seasons really if they did they were very young so he's sort of rebranding himself right now to be this like new figure (laughs) yes he's not a villain anymore like he used to play that role Mm -hmm. he's just having fun with it i can't get behind the fact that lance won't create a brand for himself how are you going to gain fans? How is your team going to gain fans? Because it's not only about you, it's about your team too. Mm-hmm. And how I understand he doesn't need the dollars that come with media. His dad is a multi-billionaire. I don't know. Maybe, I think he, maybe I think, a singular billionaire? No, I think he's a billionaire. Okay. <laughs> but in terms of the greater good of the team, that's just wrong. It pains me to say this, but I do agree. Because I do love Lance. But you're like you're right. And, and I think he's funny. Have you ever seen, like, funny videos of, like, where he's thrown in them? Yeah. he's funny. Lance is, he's a character. Yeah. I love him. I do. I don't think he has the makings of an F1 world champion. Like, half the people on the grid do. I don't think all the drivers on the grid have the makings of an F1 world champion, but Lance is definitely not one of them. Like, Mm. he's, Lance is not one of them. And with that being said, I love to see a Canadian on the grid. I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. Nick Latifi was not going to be our resident Canadian on the grid. It has to be the stroll, it has to be lounge stroll. I would actually be interested to know, and I could totally do this research on my own. What? Is there Canadian drivers in F2, F3? I don't actually know. I know there's one Canadian driver in IndyCar, Devlin De Francesco, who is he's No, Canadian. he's he, he's Katie's boyfriend. He is well, yeah, he's Katie's boyfriend. That's he's, how that's who he is. He's actually he's, he's not Devlin D. De Francesco, he's, he's Katie's boyfriend. He's Katie's boyfriend. <laughs> And she's gonna get a kick out of that if she hears us. Yes. <laughs> we are still very much obsessed with like indie wags as much as we are F1 wags. And we just have to say our favorite indie wag is 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 Katie, who is dating Canadian driver, Devlin De Francesco. We love Katie. She can do no wrong. She is an icon and I love her. That's it. And I second that. <laughs> <laughs> there are currently no Canadians on the F two or F three. <sighs> so we just gotta deal with Lance, I guess. I guess. I guess. I wonder why. Like, are there just, like, less opportunities for Canadians in motorsport? Or Canadians well, just too nice to, like, make waves in motorsport? Think about it. Did you know anybody who carted? No. I don't know one person who We karted. have Speed World, which is, like, the, <coughs> smallest, the, s- sm- the smallest indoor go-karting track in our city. Have you been? I've been twice. I've never been, but I Here drove by it this week and my dad was like, I feel like you should do content at Speed World. <laughs> <laughs> we should go to Speed World, I think, you and I, and do karting. Um, no, that wasn't a thing. And they, like, in our city, at least, like, they don't, I don't think they have, like, leagues for it. Maybe they do in bigger cities, but even though we're not that small of a city, you know? I don't, I don't, I just don't think there's many opportunities for it. I wonder, because Latifi came from, like, the greater Toronto area and Lance came from Montreal. If- Latifi came from Montreal. He didn't come from Montreal. He was born in Montreal. Oh. But he grew up in Toronto. Okay. Um, So I wonder if it's just, like, a bigger metropolitan type deal. But they're both, they both come from, like, rich families. Or so, And (laughs) motorsport is a rich person's sport. And, like, there's obviously money to be made. Even if you're the, they're just, like, sponsoring and you're a partner with the team. Like, there's still so much money to be made. And so that's why I think Latifi and um, Stroll, the kids, like, Nicholas and Lance, I think that's why they got into it is because their parents wanted to make money. What are you looking at now? Oh, Hannah's. No, I, I'm just trying to see if there's any young Canadians coming up in motorsport in the next few years. Are there? I can't. It does not look promising. Well, there's um, in F1 Academy, there's a Canadian driver. Her name's Megan. I was literally about to look at F1 Academy. One Canadian driver. So, you know, maybe she'll do something. But yeah, I mean, it's also... I was... I Honestly, I was talking about this on Instagram the other day. It's impossible to be... Uh, it's hard to be a motorsports fan in Canada. And IndyCar is not showing the next, it was this race, it was Road America, and then the next two races. They're not showcasing it on their on TSN for some reason. Like, yeah, not, I didn't see that. It's not available in Canada to watch, which doesn't make any sense, because I'm like, it is quite literally a North American sport. North America is not just the United States. Like You have fans elsewhere. So like, huge thank you to all the people that reached out and tried to give us help on how to watch it, but it was... It was, it's not possible. Like, we can't. And I don't understand why. And I know that they're in talks to try and get a streaming service up for 2024. But, I don't know. Like, you promote it with, like, this is the first year that they did the hun- or 100 Days to indie. Yeah. And, you know, you promote it on the CW. We get the CW channel. And you can't, like, you're not going to give us any other way to watch it? Yeah. I don't know. I just got frustrated. So, like, growing up in Canada, obviously there's no way for us to watch IndyCar, like, as we were kids. I mean... When our parents were kids, probably, again, it was impossible to watch. And same goes with Formula One. It wasn't until Liberty Media took over and pretty much was like, hey, we are broadcasting this literally every single way we can Mm -hmm. that it became accessible to watch. I I feel like it was definitely more accessible than IndyCar was. But regardless, in Canada, we don't have the same visible access. Mm -hmm. And so, obviously, as kids, if we're watching sports... We we look at them. We're like, I want to be a tennis player just like her. Yeah. I want to be a hockey player yeah. just like him. Yeah. We don't have that same access with motorsport, so it's not like any of us are like, I want to drive really fast just like Devlin De Francesco because there's no kids in Canada that can watch Devlin De Francesco. Yeah. You know that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. You know they don't have their Canadian icons to look up to in the sport because they can't watch. Yeah. Totally with you and all that. Um, and I, I think that when Liberty Media did purchase the rights to F1, it was around the same time that Drive to Survive was taking off. So it was like no, no, hand no. in hand. It was, they, Liberty Media was the one that brought in Drive to Survive. Oh. I think. I'm pretty sure because Liberty Media has- and Netflix? Yeah. Has ties with Netflix. Hmm. We could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was because of Liberty Media that Drive to Survive came to be. Okay. um, We're actually going to get into the race. Yes. Because, we're going to get a crush tracker. Oh my goodness. And yes. then we're going to leave it there because we've had a lot to say. We have had a lot to say. And the race will probably take a little while. So- Canadian GP, Canadian, our home race, GP. the Lance Grand Prix, as Emma called it. The Lance Grand Prix. And it was a really fun race to watch, as we talked about. Lots of fun overtaking and some things that we didn't expect to see, obviously. Like a Piastri, a Piastri, a McLaren of Oscar Piastri actually doing well and beating Lando. Did he end up beating Lando at the end? Oh my God. I was like genuinely shocked that, first of all, that Oscar managed to overtake Lando within the first few laps, but then he managed to keep doing well. Like it's one thing to overtake a tractor when you're in a tractor, but the fact that Oscar was still good. They were fighting with other cars. I was like, it wasn't tractor on tractor. (laughs) I was like, this, I was like, I'm okay. Not a huge Oscar Piastri fan, but I can respect it. He is the best rookie on the grid. I think that is safe to say. Do you agree? Uh, how can you not? Yeah. Like, he's... He is, 100%. What? You like him. You actually are an Oscar... <laughs> You're actually an Oscar pastry fan. I don't know how this happened. I do know how it's happened, but I don't know how this happened at the same time. He's... And you said it this week on our Instagram stories. He's like a mini Lando. He really is. A, they are the same. Mm-hmm. They are. I like him a lot. Okay. And he's a good driver. <laughs> and... Do I think what he did to Alpine was really shitty? Yes, I totally stand behind that. If Alpine put the 3 million into him that they said that they did, and then he went behind their back and signed with McLaren, mm-hmm. that is a really shitty thing to do. So I'm going to watch my back with Oscar. He's I don't fully trust him yet. Okay. But I like him. He's he is like even before F1, he was good. He won the F3 championship and the F2 championship back to back just like George Russell and Charles Leclerc. Yeah. So people came in with high expectations for him when he joined McLaren. Yeah. And I think they also had really high expectations for Nick DeVries as yes, well. yeah. And, you know, you can clearly see one of them is outperforming the other. Yeah. And it is not the one we thought it would outperform yeah. the other. I think that's exactly what I was going to say was, I think uh, coming into the season, looking at our rookie lineup, I don't think anyone really had huge expectations for Logan. I think people had huge expectations for Nick DeVries. Yeah. I literally said it in one of our first podcasts. He was going to be a star. Mm. Oscar got to slide kind of under the radar and maybe just not having that attention and media like presence that, yeah. that kind of cripples you sometimes. Yeah. Um, we well, good for him because he's a confident driver. He's outperforming Lando every once in a while. Not yep. all the time. Every once in a while. But he is. He, and like he... The McLaren is hard to drive. Yes. We saw that when Danny when Rick, Danny Rick was in the McLaren. Yeah. It was impossible to drive. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that Oscar can drive it and match his teammate who's been there for how many years now? Yeah. And, okay, I just want to say, the people who don't like Oscar simply because you love Danny Rick think about that oh, for yeah. a second. Yeah. I th- I don't think that is a f- fair enough reason to not like a driver. I think if you have such a strong tie to Daniel, I think a lot of us do and that is why you actively hate Oscar Piastri. No. Yeah, you am know? totally with you. My feelings about that are completely put on Zach Brown. Yes. Completely. Yeah, and I, I think the I've... way that things happened when Danny was removed from his seat, pretty much. They've kind of painted Oscar to be the bad yes. guy. Well, so did Drive to Survive. I know. Yeah, And through no fault of Oscars, like, he just kind of had that role. And, like, if you're an F2 driver and you have a deal of a lifetime in front of you, I mean, again, shitty what happened with Alpine. But, like, if you had that opportunity with McLaren, like, obviously he's going to take it horrible with that happened to Danny, like... We're we're not saying what happened was okay because it's not, but that's not a good enough reason to not like Oscar. Yep, totally with you. So I'm so with you. If that's... you want to have feelings about how everything went down with Danny, direct those to Zach Brown because he was the one who made the call. Yeah, Oscar. If you want to have feelings of like mistrust with or distrust, well, mistrust. I think mistrust is a word with Oscar. I think that it the if... only reasonable reason for that should be. That he might have been really shady with Alpine. And that's fair if you feel Mm -hmm. that. I feel that a little bit. But to to not like him because he's Danny's successor in a way, Mm -hmm. that's super wrong. Because honestly, it could be anybody that would have taken Danny's place. And the fangirls would have been mad. And I'm not saying fangirls are bad. We are fangirls. But when you have a blind loyalty to Daniel to the point where you're now disliking another driver and and sending them hate because of it, that's just wrong. I'm out of it. Well, that's the thing. That's what it is, is is you can dislike a driver 100%. Like, I I, get, I don't like Max. Max is an incredible driver. I don't like him. But it's the hate that he's getting Yeah, that's uncalled for. And it's simply because he replaced Danny. That's it. And it's, there's, there's a line. And I just think that some of these Danny Rick fans have crossed that line and just been just uncalled for and just rude and just not fair to Oscar. Also, let's just put it into perspective for the Danny fans for one sec. Two of which are sitting right here. We are quite literally fans. Danny Rick fans. Um, Look how happy he is these days. Yeah. Did you see this Daniel Ricciardo last year? Because I didn't. He wasn't. He didn't exist. He quite literally hated his life at McLaren. Yeah. And to be fair, I also would hate my life at McLaren. But he is thriving right now with Red Bull being a third driver, thriving with his side ventures. Yeah. And it sucks that he is without a seat this season. But I think for his career, this is better for him. And you know what? If McLaren can make a good driver out of Oscar Piastri, that they couldn't do with... Okay, you know what? That's it. Danny Rick was already a good driver when he went to McLaren. Yep. He was already someone who had wins, who had podiums, and he was hoping that McLaren would, one, make him his number one driver, but that that same success would come with McLaren. And he was let down. And with Oscar, he had no F1 experience, exactly like, Land- like I Lando. Like Lando. Like Lando. And so McLaren is able to mold him the way they want whereas they couldn't do that with Daniel. In a weird way, McLaren's a great like feeder team. Like yes. they they mold the driver like you said. They like give them the confidence and they make them, they give them a name in F1. Mm-hmm. And then their drivers could go off to other teams. Like we're not going to say that with that. That's Lando. kind of what happened with Carlos and Lewis Hamilton. And Lewis Hamilton, that's such a great example. Yeah. I, in a weird way, McLaren's like a great sister team. It's a great <laughs> starter team, yeah. I want to say. I don't think that Lando will win a world championship with the McLaren. I'll never say never. Okay. McLaren, at one point, was a third-place team. They fighting have, for third. They have also won world championships yes. before. It yeah. was it was a weird time when we saw Williams and McLaren, like, literally battling it out every single yeah. year. And they were the teams that were winning. Yeah. I will never say never. I think McLaren has the money the sponsors, the fan base, the support, the support, and the staff, and the means to do so. So, uh, like, think crazy would have to happen for Red Bull. Obviously, they just don't have the car right now. They don't have the car, but I fully have faith in McLaren. Also, the hat that I bought in Italy—it's a McLaren hat. It's a McLaren hat, and I gave you so much. And I gave me shit, but I—I I went in and I told her this before I went to the F one store in Sorrento. I said. I'm buying a hat today, and it might not be a hat of a team or a driver that I like. I'm going solely off of the nicest hat that I can find. It is a nice hat. It's so pretty. Mm -hmm. I will show it in a TikTok or something. (laughs) You'll probably see me wearing it. I am a McLaren fan. You know what? You can say that. I'm I'm a Lando fan. I don't hate Oscar. I just don't think I like McLaren and I don't want to support McLaren. They're not doing what I want them to do. Okay, fair. No, so, I'm with you. I um, I think the duo of, of Oscar and Lando is helping me like them because, I mean, Lando gets along with everybody, but I feel like they have a really good, like, kind of, like, teamwork, uh, team ability. And it's the same reason why I now am obsessed with Yuki and Nick as a duo. Oh my god, Yuki and Nick as a duo is so, <laughs> so perfect. Also, on the WEG front... What? This is this is something to keep an eye on. And we know that I'm good at this stuff. <laughs> so Nick DeVries had a girlfriend, Ava. Eva, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Did they break up? They were together for a very long time. And this week, a WEG account posted an updated list of WEGs. And there was eight teams. And I was like, hmm, who are the two teams that don't have WEGs? I'm like, okay, there's no Lance or Fernando. So Aston Martin is one of the teams. And then I'm looking. I'm no, like, Lance has a girlfriend. But it's not official. Oh, okay. I was like... Who is the other team that doesn't have either driver with a partner? And we know Yuki's single, and there was no Alfatari. And I was like, I messaged them, and I was like, so Nick and Ava are not together? Question mark, question mark? And they responded, and they said, I don't think so. Now they don't have any insight that we don't. Like they literally just go off of like social media and like what's going on there. Can we talk about how Nick DeVries was literally seen on Raya? So Raya is a dating app mostly for people of status. You yeah. need to be invited to it. You can't just download it like Tinder. Yeah. But it's like a famous Tinder. Nick DeVries has been seen on it multiple times. Yeah. So Mr. Nick is single Um, mm-hmm. and they were together for a very long time. So this is another Carlos and Issa situation. Oh my God. Issa, did you see what she posted? Yeah. She posted like a, it was just a drink on her, on her Instagram story, but she put like El Plan. Which is what people call Fernando Alonso for yeah. those who don't know. So it was just kind of like her... Not her going from one Spanish driver to the other, but it was very clear that her... Her loyalties are no longer Her to loyalties Carlos. are no longer to Carlos. Mm-hmm. So, anyway... I she's... took it as, like, confirmation of... I mean, we knew that he kind of said something about, yeah. like, they're not together, but we hadn't heard anything from Issa. They are done. That was my confirmation that I needed from her to believe that they were officially over. And that makes me sad because I actually really liked them together. I liked the idea of Carlos being this figure that everyone loves and is so goofy and funny. And then, like, has this... Has, this long-term relationship that he just like goes back to yeah because i <laughs> so so weird i kind of see myself that way a little bit where like i'm a very outgoing person i don't talk about my relationship like all that often mm. we've mentioned him on the podcast a couple times just because he came to montreal with me but like i i feel like i'm just like this like person that has this life that and then i have a long-term you, relationship you that have lots of people don't know the about yeah. yeah anyways love that for you i saw that for carlos And look, Carlo's single is wild. I don't think he's single. I think he is seeing because he was seen with that. Are we going to talk about the race? Who knows? I I think. (laughs) This is news to me, whatever you're about to say. No, he was seen in Monaco and in Spain with that. She's like an Irish model. What? I'll have to find it for you. Oh, because no. Because I also thought Carlos was single. I thought I sent it to you. Maybe I didn't. But he was seen with, like, with this model. So, hmm. again, maybe it's nothing because you, they can have friends who are girls. We're not saying that they can't. Mm-hmm. But people speculate and, I don't know, they were maybe- Well, like, especially when they're models. A little bit too close for comfort in yeah. these pictures as well. Um, so, I hope he's happy. That's look, all I'll we'll say. I have one thing to say on okay. this. <laughs> Alex Earl talked this week about how she was DMing an F1 driver. Has to be Logan Sargent. It has to be Logan Sargent, but don't say Logan. I was no, I was really like, I really hope this isn't Carlos. So if mm. Carlos is seeing an Irish model, that means that he is not See. DMing Alex Earl. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't dislike her, but I just like wouldn't like that as a couple. So that made me um that gave me a little bit of comfort. Um, but no, can we talk about that for one quick sec? That yeah. has to be Logan Sargent, right? Alex Earl, she's a. For those who don't know, I would assume you know. Well, I mean, my dad listens. I don't think he would know. She's a influencer, the the it girl like, on TikTok, the like blew, it blew it up girl. like crazy overnight. She went to the Miami Grand Prix, and she posted that she was GDM she to F1 driver. It has to. I don't think it's Lando. I don't think her and Lando are. I don't think that... I just don't think he's her type. I also don't know if Logan's her type, but... I don't, don't know if Logan's her type either, but Logan's but, American. Yeah. And I just feel like if she thinks she has a shot with any of them, it would be the American driver. Also, this is super shallow to say, oh her last two boyfriends were really tall and athletes. And there's not many tall Formula One drivers, not but Lando. Logan is one of them. <laughs> yeah, Logan's taller than Lando, so... Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about the race. Um, <laughs> okay, I just want to say that Pierre starting on softs, the only driver starting on softs, yeah. and how they have, like, this the pit stop strategy showcased on the... Yeah. I just think it's so funny that they only show the pit stop strategy if you start on mediums or you start on hards. And I just... I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, Pierre's fucked. Pierre's fucked. Like, yeah, fucked, even yeah. The, even the people over at F1 are like, we don't know what he's doing. He's on his own. <laughs> I, yeah. just, I just thought that was funny. Yeah. But... And also he pit... I think it was, honestly, it was, like, him. There was a few drivers that, like, pit right before there was a safety car. And I just feel really bad for them. I don't remember what the safety car was. It wasn't Logan because Logan had to retire at lap eight. Rip. But there was a safety car at one point, And there were, like, four drivers that had pit, like, right before that. Which sucks, but it happens. Um, I um, actually had to ask Emma why the safety car was out because, yes, oh, Logan. Because it, it was because of George's. Yes, uh, it was because uh, of George's yeah. debris. Because Logan went off the track. But like, it, there was no debris because of no. Logan, like at all. His so car just stopped. His car just stopped working. So I was like, oh, so why have they red flagged the session or uh, yellow flagged the session? Because th- is it just because I have to remove Logan's car? But that was like laps earlier. Well, I, the safety car went on for a little while, so I was like, what is going on here? And then Emma reminded me that it was because there's of debris. A George debris issue. Yeah. There was a uh, the moment in the pits. There was a few moments in the pits. First of all. Lewis came... Okay, when Lewis was released from his pit stop ahead of Fernando Alonso, and then, like, right away after, Lando was released in front of... Was it Estee? I don't remember, actually, who it was, who he was released in front of. It seemed like Lewis and Lando had both unsafe releases. Yeah. But then we watched it back, and we're like, no, Lewis's was fine. Lewis's was fine. I think that Lando's was Lando's pretty was dangerous. Definitely but they didn't release. give him a penalty for that. What they gave him a penalty for was for unsportsmanlike behavior. I didn't... Honestly, I was, like, what, like. Like, what What happened? I've because, never seen that in the th- it was, three years I've watched f one. It was either during the safety car, like, right after that it came up that he was being investigated for unsportsmanlike behavior. And we're just like, okay, why? Turns out, during the safety car, because, you know, the drivers have to slow down to a certain limit, Lando slowed down too much, which, yes, is grounds for a penalty. But the fact that they called it unsportsmanlike behavior, I was like, is that really the right term? So I looked it up. Article 12.2.1.l, I don't know, of the IS <laughs> I don't know what letter that is, of the ISC refers to any infringement of the principle of fairness and competition, behavior in unsportsmanlike manner or attempt to influence the result of a competition in a way that is contrary to sporting ethics. I don't think that he was like trying to sabotage whoever was behind him no. by slowing down. Like, I yes, what he did, did breach FIA rules to an extent, because you are not supposed to slow down by a certain amount. But to call it unsportsmanlike behavior, just kind of, like, they're grasping at straws here, FIA. Like, give him a penalty if you want to give him a penalty, but maybe give him a penalty for the unsafe release. I was going to say, if you're not going to penalize the unsafe release, why are you penalizing this? But... Well, because the other thing is... The drivers know when a safety car is going to end. Yeah. So then they close those gaps and they try to give themselves the best advantage. So even if McLaren did double pit, then whoever was behind Lando, and I don't remember who it was, still would have had the knowledge that the safety car was ending and to, like, be on it. Yeah. I don't know. I Again, another call that the FIA made made that just, we have questions. We're not going to get answers, but we just have questions. Yeah. What else happened? I just have in my notes Alex is a king. He can do no wrong. Yeah, I'm so with you. Like, Alex was my driver of the day. I'm so glad he won driver of the too. day. I was very nervous that Lewis or Fernando would get it, but I'm like, Alex. He started P9, I'm pretty sure, and so no, he didn't like gain that many places. But the fact that he and was in a Williams and he finished P7 and his teammate retired at yeah. lap eight, like yeah. Alex is a king. He can do no wrong. Max hit a bird. Oh, <laughs> but didn't really. Yeah, we're not sure. Any, I don't know if any of us any of us actually end up seeing him hit a bird. I don't know if anyone was watching the onboard, because some people do. They have, like, the screens up to watch the race and driver boards, which is so cool. But the commentators even said, though, like, after they're like, a couple we, minutes, they're like, we're trying to find footage of Max hitting this bird, and we can't, so. I think, I think Max fell asleep a few times at the wheel today. I think <laughs> this was one of them. You know when you're falling asleep, just in general, and you, like, are in that in-between stage of awake and asleep, and it's like you you're like you're jolted awake you know I think that was that yeah he had a couple of those moments today you're totally right <laughs> and that in the curb yeah and he also he his gap for a good chunk of the race was only like five seconds yeah and usually throughout the the duration of the race you see that gap extended yeah at like to like 18 19 20 seconds he only got like it wasn't that insane and I don't know if it was because he was complaining Oops. he was complaining about the tires. Yeah. And so that did definitely have a play in it. But also, it was Fernando. Because Fernando had upgrades. Well, I was going to say, I think two things happened here. I think Max was bored. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think Max was bored, genuinely. Yeah. And I think that the Aston Martin upgrades really paid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. We- we'll see how they hold up in the next couple races, obviously. Yeah. But... We'll Aston Martin Lance looked great today. See if I... Lance can do something with the Aston Martins. Yeah. Fernando okay. looked great today, but but Lance overtaking Valtteri at that last second at the very end of the race. Yeah, Come to on, you have. I know you have to admit that was good. I'm happy that Lance got a point. I'm he's also... never finished t- in the point. But yeah, he's yeah. finished in the points in Canada. Are you sure? Did you listen to my episode last week? Because I literally said he finished ninth and oh. tenth. Sorry. So, I just know he qualified 18th both times, so I just assumed he didn't get a point. He did get a point. He did. That's why I was like, well, maybe if he starts higher, he'll finish higher. Not the case. You know who would have finished higher if he started higher? Charles. That is such a Will Buxton moment. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, uh, hey, I am taking this today as a win for Ferrari. They were quiet. They, There was no strategy fuck-ups, which I thought we were in for one because they didn't pit during the safety car. I panicked because of that. I was like, oh my god, they are... They are they just completely screwed up their game. Yeah. And I mean, the one pit stop paid off for them in the end because they did finish fourth and fifth. Yeah. And there weren't any issues, thank God. But I was very nervous when they did not pit during that or during that yellow flag. I was like, here we go again. Like, here we go again. A tire strategy that we are screwing up. Do you get scared whenever you hear box, box? Like when you see box, box come up on the screen for Charles because I always panic. Sometimes I do. It's really situational, but uh, yeah, sometimes I do. Yeah. Especially in Monaco. (laughs) Yeah. No, just like staying on Ferrari for one sec here. I, first of all, I was, I got two out of three predictions, correct? You said Max. I said Max, Charles, Fernando in that order. Yeah. Max and Fernando were were on the podium and Charles was fourth. I will take it. That's my closest one this year, but finishing fourth and fifth. This is the Ferrari that was two years ago. They always finished 4th and 5th, 5th and 6th, 6th and 7th. They called them like the consistency team. They were quiet and their constructor standings was was good. And there was nothing really wrong. And yes, they weren't fighting for a world championship. They know at this point they are not fighting for a world championship. Maybe second, if maybe, they can maybe. get their shit together. Sure, maybe. Today didn't spike my hopes again because I'm being very realistic these days. Um, yeah, because at one point I texted Hannah and cause Charles was fourth, like right yeah. behind Lewis. I was like, can Charles close the gap? And then I was like, I don't even want to think about it because I'm going to jinx it. And then we jinxed we it. Jinxed it. Yeah. it wasn't that Charles dropped. It was that Lewis just was Lewis was pushing. Lewis, Lewis was put push- up like pushing. three consecutive fastest laps or something like that. So, yeah. um, so good on him. Good on him. But yeah, um, we're just, that's all I'm going to say about Ferrari. That's it. Mm-hmm. Good weekend. Good weekend. Well, good race. Good race. Sorry, quali was not good. Quali was not good, and Carlos did have an issue in, in FP three. But good race. You know who else had a good race? Tell me. Lando. Lando had a great race. I want to. I know he did not finish in the points because of his five second penalty, but oh my god, there was that DRS train for yeah. a hot minute. He was the only driver that was making moves, lunging, overtaking, going on the attack and the defense, and I was like. He, this is sexy. Like, I love Lando, and, the, like, this just showed that he is such a good driver. I, I feel like I say this every episode at this point. Like, Lando knows what he's doing. He's a good driver. Put him in a winning car, and he will win. If he was in a Red Bull, can you imagine if Lando was Max's teammate? Think about that for a second. I would be so bored. <laughs> Why? Because I would love it, but they'd win everything. No, but there would be fight between them. There would them. be fight. Well, there'd be more of a fight. Absolutely. So, um, it's just, you made me think of Charles. Yeah. Yeah, so we, Someone made an edit. <laughs> someone made an edit of Charles, like, in a Red Bull suit, and he looks really good. He looked really good. Like, I was... I sent it to Hannah, and I was like, wait, like, why do I not and hate this? And I texted her back because I had seen it a couple days before, and I said, I specifically did not bring this up with you because I refuse to admit that he looks so good in a Red Bull racing suit. You need... You guys just honestly Google it, like, Charles in a Red Bull suit. It'll come up. He... It's good. So if someone wants to make an edit of Lando in a Red Bull suit. If someone can please make an edit of Lando in a Red Bull suit.
1: Thank do you. for us. That's
0: it. That's all. But no, incredible race. Like, I think he was behind Esty. Yeah, he's behind Esty during the last few laps. And he went for that final lunge down the, the last straight. And no, it didn't pay off in his favor. But he's the only driver that is making moves like that. Like, he's the only driver that is trying to do something. He knows that he has to make moves. You literally are not seeing it anywhere else in the grid. Lando did it. A handful of times stay on this race. Like, he wanted to make moves, and he knew how to make them. And I just think that he needs more credit. Like, he deserves more credit. Yes, he's driving a shitty car. We are seeing some improvements. But he is an incredible driver, and he's making the most of what he has. So unfortunate about his penalty because he had one hell of a race. He's my driver of the day after Alex. I second all that. Thank you. Mando also had to worry about Esteban's rear wing possibly falling off and killing him. Oh, my God. I don't know how anyone else didn't notice that. I don't know how we are recording um, three hours post-race, and there has been no penalty handed out to Esteban or they, to Alpine as a team. Because they said they were investigating it yes. or they noted it. Yeah. And, yeah, how, like, I don't think FIA wanted to do something when it was two laps in. But, yeah. of course, it was only two laps or two laps left. To go, yeah. And... I don't know who the driver was that Lando overtook to get behind Estee, but how did that driver not know that Esteban's rear wing is about to fall off? It like, was literally shaking from side to side. It was terrifying. I was like, it's going to fly and it's going to hit Lando. And Lando was saying on his radio, he's, he's like, this like, this is really dangerous. This is going to hurt someone yeah. if it flies off. Yeah. And I expected it to fully fly off. And I don't know. I don't know how, like, I don't know if we just missed it, or if they didn't play the radio call, but did, does Esteban not feel that? Like, does he not call it in? Right, right. Maybe he didn't want to well, call that it in because he knew directly that. impacts the aerodynamics of the car so that's why I'm like I don't know how he didn't notice it maybe he did I don't know but no penalty has been handed out to Alpine or to Esteban for that which I think is a little weird he at least should have got a black and orange flag so I don't know that was very weird good for Lando for noticing it saying something about it and giving me something to laugh about because full-time driver part-time steward (laughs) I guess part sorry full-time driver part-time steward slash golfer slash DJ yeah that's so true he does it all gamer Oh yes, gamer. I think it was really nice to see three world champions yeah. on a podium. Yeah, you know that was Max fun. and Fernando and Lewis. I was like, this is this is weird, but I love it. And it was, you know, I wish there was obviously more of a battle. Um, I, at one point, I was definitely expecting Lewis to catch up to Fernando, like he mm-hmm. had the pace he was pushing, but it just did not work out in his favor. Lewis does so well at Canada. Like, yeah, I know it's his track. It's his track. It's quite literally his track. Did you watch the Indy race because it was quite literally during the exact same time as F one? No. I had Where it, was I gonna watch it? I don't know. Exactly, I guess <laughs> not. I had it on um, on my laptop. That was just off to the side because I was like, I just I need to know what's going on. Fair. Okay. And again, we saw more of a battle because they race in Indy. They was don't... it an oval or no, no, no? It was a road America. Oh, it was nice. a track in Wisconsin, and it's a long track. Like the mm. I want to say the average lap time is like a minute forty. Oh wow! They do like fifty some laps. Interesting. It's a long track. Maybe I'll watch it later tonight. Don't if tell you me can. Anyone. Okay, I well, won't. So don't look at the notes. Uh, can you read your next note for me, please? Actually, do you want to (laughs) read it? I'll read it. I, this is the first time I am seeing this. Emma wrote, every time I read an article about Max and they refer to him as the Dutchman, I always think of the Flying Dutchman from SpongeBob. (laughs) Do you not? Not till now. (laughs) And I know the Flying Dutchman is a ghost ship. Yeah. But he's also a character, a recurring character. That is so funny. Spongebob Squarepants. Because I never even thought of that. That's the o- up until Formula One, the only correlation I had with the word Dutchman was the flying Dutchman from Spongebob. Yeah. So now I'm reading it. And of course I just picture like Max on a ghost pirate body, like his face on a ghost pirate body. The Dutchman. Woo. <laughs> like, you know, anyway. That is so funny. I was, I think I wrote this before Hannah came back from Italy. I think I was at this point losing my mind. Oh, she, <laughs> she missed me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, I saw something this week that said Monacan. Was it about Monaco? It was about Monaco. It, was, it referred to like something that is Monegasque, but it referred to it as Monacan. I don't remember where this was, but in my head- Every time I hear it now, I hear, I'm going to come a knocking. Oh. So thank you to the person who made that comment I'm because that a-knockin'. is uh, living rent-free in my head right now. Anyways, do we have anything else on the race? I have something I want to say about Will Power and Scott Dixon and um. James from Screaming Meals. James, the, one of the hosts of the Screaming Meals podcast, one of his best friends is an IndyCar driver. And so he's very, like, he's associated with Indy. And also another best friend is F2 driver, like Clem Novalec, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So there was an incident between Will and Scott. I think it was during practice. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was during qualifying, but it was during practice. And it was very clearly Scott Dixon's fault. Okay. He had pulled out. Because, you know, when there's a, a driver behind you and you're not on a fast stop, you have, to pull, you have yes. to pull over. So Scott had done that, pulled aside for Roman Grosjean. And he didn't see that Will Power was right behind Grosjean. And had pulled back out in front of Will Power, just, like, ran right into him. Both of their cars were destroyed. And very, very clearly, Scott Dixon's fault. And IndyCar posted a clip of it on their Instagram or whatever. And James, being a little shit disturber, commented on it saying, I think Will's at fault. And then everyone in the comments below him was like, no, you're wrong. Like, blah, 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 this and that, going off at James. And then he just responded by posting a GIF, because I guess you can do that on Instagram now, of just someone stirring the pot. Just literally someone stirring a pot. Like, he quite literally did it to be, just to be controversial. I love it because this is where the internet gets so stupid. And yeah. Like, it's a joke. Like, it's a joke. It's quite literally a joke. It's like, it's hilarious because it, if, if the incident in my head is what happened... It is just so clearly Scott Dixon's fault yeah. that like, even if someone commented that, you know it's a joke. Mm-hmm. I, I, whatever, just like beyond me. <laughs> Sense of humor's like no, no one's got them. No one's got them. Um, crush tracker, and then we're done. Okay, <laughs> they're already they're already up here. But third Pato award because he posted really cute photos of his dog last week. His dog's name is Norby. And here, okay, and I I started I started I did this. Do you know how I usually put the driver image? Yeah. I actually have the actual image of Pado with his dog because I just feel like the world deserves to see it. So if you're listening, they will look at it. Wait, it's... so this week, instead of third going to Pado award, it's going to Pado award with his dog. Yes. Okay. Correct. Great. Second, Lance Stroll. His, It's His race weekend. He had to be, he had to be on there, yeah. you know. Usually there's like five drivers on here. There's only three this week, and I think that's deserved. It's that's it. It's it's him because it's his race weekend. That's it. And first is Lando. And I'm very upset because he is growing his facial hair back. But we got so much Lando content leading up to the Canadian Grand Prix and then during the Canadian Grand Prix. I don't know if you saw, but there was a photo of him holding the umbrella and he just looked so good. Did he look better than me? There was way too much Lando content for him not to be number one on this. Like he was in New York, he was wearing an iHeartNY shirt. He was hanging out with Martin Garrix, like on top of the Empire State Building. Um, he was on a Red Bull Dew. He was on Max's Dew because it had like the. Oh, I know exactly you're talking about. I did see this because he was with Max and Kelly and P. Yeah, yeah, they were so, actually on vacation. Yeah, and Lando was there, uh, hanging out. Max and Lando are friends. People don't know this. They're they they're friends. friends. You know who Elsa's friends? Believe it or not, Pierre and Carlos they are like they are friends and i think that's because of charles because pierre and charles are best friends but pierre and carlos do have actually have a really good friendship if you put the driving aside i love the max lando friendship because i think max being friends with lando reminds people that max is literally a 25 year old man yes he is stepdaddy max yes he is with kelly who is much older than him But I think that sometimes people look at those things and they're like, oh, Max. And he's also a two-time world champion. Let's not forget that. I was just saying, I don't know why I was saying that. Um, I think people can look at all those things and be like, oh, Max is so much older than he, because he's also been in Formula One since he was literally 17 years old. Mm -hmm. So I think that people think Max is a lot older than he is. He is a 25-year-old man. Lando is 23, turning 24-year-old man. I think that Lando being friends with Max shows, reminds people that Max is still young and has a sense of humor. Max does have a sense of humor. Like, you're right. But... Not about Formula One, because he was asked, I don't know if this was today or if this was after qualifying or what, but he was asked about Checo's performance. And he said, if I hadn't been there, it would look very different for Red Bull. I, would, I wouldn't I would be happy with not making Q3 three times in a row. I'm not concerned about it either. I'm busy enough on my side, getting everything in order. Like when asked about like Checo's issues, he said the team must be working on that, but you have to ask them. I'm already busy with my car and I'm not going to think about it. It's not my problem. Like, he quite literally does not give a shit about Checo at all. And, like... I don't think he should. No. But, like, you... It's it's so different because you see teammates trying to work together and, like, create, like, the best that they... Do the best that they can for a team and, like, help each other out. Like, yeah. Fernando and Lance, like, yeah. obviously trying to help each other out. But Max is quite literally like i don't care it's not my problem if he's not performing that's not on me he also said that like it, it was getting repetitive like winning was getting repetitive and he's like this is not something i want to do in the future oh and he also said he wanted to compete at the um red bull Nur- is that how you pronounce it the Nerber ring mm, yeah yeah because there is a endurance competition or mm-hmm. endurance race happening there and before the endurance race there's going to be like a show run seb is racing in a red bull and danny's also racing so they're not actually racing in the Mm -hmm. the event but they're doing like show runs and max wanted to do it and right away he was like told no you're not allowed which i think is really sad that he's not allowed to go and have fun and like do something other than formula one like they have such a tight hold on this man because it's like their golden child they are gonna burn him out they're i don't think they're gonna burn him out i think max is just gonna get bored and leave that's precisely what getting burnt out No, no, no. But it's not not burnt out because burnt out is when you're under so much stress and pressure. He's not under that stress and pressure. He's just not getting the competition and the fight that he wants. I suppose. I do think that he was under that stress and pressure till last year, though. Mm -hmm. So when you go from, like, high pressure for up until you're, what, 23? And then from, like, 24, 25, it's like, winning's getting boring. Then it's, like, such a quick change in mentality that Mm -hmm. I think that it can still burn a person out um, in, like, a different way. That's fair. Um yeah, I I don't like we talked about it Max said he doesn't want to do this forever. No. And I would love to see Max transition into something else, whether it's endurance competition. Put him in an Indy car. Put him in an Indy car. Put him in an car. I don't know. Maybe he leaves Red Bull and, and tries his hand at another team. I don't know. Well, that's what happens with a lot of world champions, yes. is they don't they don't renew their contract. Yeah. And they just go to a different team. Yeah. Do you think... I don't know if Max would ever go to a different team. If he's bored enough, he might. Yeah, honestly. Um. Anyways, that's something to keep an eye on. I will say that Max's answer about Checo um, probably at this point came because they still are 150 points ahead in the Constructors' Championship. He probably doesn't care about it yet. But if that gap closes with Aston Martin, um, Mercedes, or Ferrari, to the point where the Constructors' is now a fight, Mm. Max will care. Then he has something to care about, and... Yeah, that's right now. He's like, eh, I'm winning world. I'm winning constructors. What do I really have to worry about? Um, if that becomes a fight, maybe we'd have a different answer from him. I guess we have to wait and see. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Um, I think that but totally episode. Yeah, we've talked for too long. Yeah. Oh, I do have some exciting news. Um, if you listen to our bonus episode, I mentioned that I was looking for an apartment. Yeah. I got a poo for an apartment. So I'm moving out, which is so exciting. What that means for the podcast? No idea. I'm sure we'll still record at my parents' house. I feel like we have to. I feel like we have to. But just like a little update on my life, you guys. That's so fun. I'm, I'm like, so happy for a you. a real adult now. I'm moving into an apartment. I am very happy for Emma. Thank you. I am not moving out anytime soon. That's okay. You're still <laughs> in school. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's fine. I just think we need to tease something really quick. Okay. Um, so when I arrived today to record the podcast, because it's my first time seeing Emma in a little bit, um, Coda had sent a gift for me as well, oh. as I did for her. Thank you, Coda. Coda. I'm going to post about it, but thank you for the gift. Even though I wasn't there, I felt all the love. We're just going to tease the fact that Emma talked about us potentially going to Austin last week. She said she wanted to convince me. My financial situation is a little different than hers because I'm still a student and I'm saving for grad school. We are in Thinking the works of trying to work something out. We are now... Trying, Yes. I would say our goal is to go to Austin. I would, like, three weeks ago, we were, like, not going to happen. Yeah. And now we're like, wait, this could happen. Yeah, we're trying. Unfortunate for us. Um, That we live in the middle of Canada. Yeah. Also that we didn't have, like, advance notice where like we could have booked flights a long time ago where they weren't like literally my entire savings. Yeah. But it is what it is. We're going to try to figure it out. We're going to try to figure something out. If there's any airlines that listen to this and they want to sponsor us and send us to Austin, we're not going to say no. Absolutely not. Also just reiterating what Emma had said last week, the people at Coda and at the Marriott Mm. were so welcoming to her, to us, the content creators. And I just feel like this is a really amazing partnership for us to kind of like have and to grow off of to grow off of and especially getting connected with all the other content creators that are just so similar to us just stay updated with us exciting exciting things coming hopefully yeah is all we can say yeah but we'll keep you guys updated anyway thanks for listening that was the canadian grand prix that was the lance roll grand prix that wasn't really wasn't really too hot for lance but that's okay ciao